Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's just talk to Lord now and say, Father, you are the God who is able to save us to the uttermost. We come to God tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power, your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your glory in this place tonight. Thank you for you, the God. I don't know about you, friends. We need help. I need help. I've come to that point where I recognize that except God helps me, except God shows up for me, except the Lord builds the house, the labor event that builds it. And as many people as need help, just like I do tonight, I'm going to make calls, I'm going to make altar calls, not just to be saved, but altar calls just to come forth before the Lord. And we pray together. Bible says God is able to save to the uttermost those of us who come to God through Christ. It's important for me to say that tonight I'm believing the Lord for three things and I want us to focus on praying for three dimensions of divine intervention here this morning. First, I'm going to make the first call <clears throat> for people to get saved. There's something about the assurance of salvation. The first thing that qualifies you for help is a covenanted life with Christ. Once that is settled and heaven is open, then you can then come to God in prayer with an assurance that God will hear you. But there is no, if there is no open heaven, the prayer of anyone will be like the barking of a dog. That's what the scripture says. And sometimes also it's possible for the enemy to have ensnared us and to shut us in away from the mercy and the favor of God. It also becomes important for us to remember that however much time we have many times we have fallen, God is able to restore and God is able to forgive us. Hallelujah. Now I was meditating on a place of scripture this morning with my wife, and we came to a point where the Bible says that Moses went to went to the Lord up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says he ate nothing and he drank nothing. And God gave him a tablet of two stones. I mean, wrote the commandments on it. When the scripture says, when Moses was coming down from the place of his meeting with God, he looked and he saw that the people had gone away from the Lord. And he was very angry. The scripture says, he took the tablets and broke it. Broke it in anger. He broke it. But you know what I found out? God was not angry with him. God said, carve another set of stones and come up to me. The only thing is that this one, it will cost you another time of fasting and prayer for under 40 days. Many times we go wrong and we make mistakes and we vary away from the way. And we feel, maybe God will not take me back. Maybe I've gone too far. There is room in Christ. Because the Bible says God is a God that is bountiful in mercy. And that same God that gave Moses a second chance, I believe he'll give us a second chance again. So that we can qualify to come into the holiest by the blood at all times. And so tonight I believe that God has given us an opportunity, somebody here an opportunity to come to find their way back 
to him tonight in the name of Jesus. Secondly, I'm going to be praying with you, with us for a restoration of our fortunes. And for those who are not here, and for those who are listening to us, who are joining us electronically or online, I want to say to you, the focus of the Lord for us in this segment or in this season is to bring us into liberty, to bring us deliverance from bondage. All manner of bondages, spiritual bondages, financial bondages. Well, for, my, for the country which I live in, especially financial bondages, where it looks like everything is not working. But I know that the Lord will restore our fortune in the name of Jesus. So the Lord will save. First of all, the Lord will save tonight in Jesus' name. Secondly, the Lord will restore fortunes. And thirdly, I, I sense in my spirit that God is saying, I want to enhance your capacity economically. And that is literal. That God will do amazing things in our midst tonight, in this season, that will break the yoke of financial bondages of our life forever in the name of Jesus. Because it's needed for His covenant. It's needed for the assignment that He has for us. Amen. And so, I wouldn't want to... I just want us to go straight into the... <laughs> Sometimes when I come into this moment in my life, I, I get amazed and I get afraid of God. Because while I was praying for this meeting, something interesting happened. And it doesn't happen to me all the time, but whenever it does happen to me, I know. I know clearly that God is saying something. As I got to a point of praying, I sensed the Holy Spirit saying to me, I want you to take up, first of all, a scripture in the Yoruba language, which is your mother tongue. And whenever that happens to me, for, a, for an English-speaking person like me, when that happens to me, and doesn't happen all the time, Whenever that happens to me, God is saying something. So, I'm just going to obey the Lord first of all. So, I had to go into my archive and go to my, to my study and, and read through my study material. And I found them. I found, I found my Bible that I bought 2006 that I never even used. The Yoruba Bible. So, I brought it. I'm going to read Psalm 126. I know you don't have it. So, you have to listen. Praise the name of Jesus. And some of you who... Who may have it by Google? <laughs> because anything is possible through Google these days. Amen. Only salvation from sin. Praise the name of Jesus. That's not saying Google cannot do. Amen. Deliver from the to the uttermost. That's not saying Google cannot do. Amen. But to give you information, all right, that you need on the go. Google do that. So one, Psalm one twenty six. I really will be surprised if they give it to me on the screen. But these guys can perform many miracles, so I'm not going to be surprised. Praise the name of Jesus. But anyway, so that I don't get disappointed, I, I came with my own Bible. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright. And I'll read it. Now, for those of you who are not Yoruba speaking, uh, you will understand after a while what the Lord is about to do here tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. So just put that down, please. Well, I'm reading for Psalm 126 in Yoruba version. Nibati Uluamu e Colosio Nipada Awada Bianiti Lala Nibati Uluamu e Colosio Nipada Awada Bianiti Lala And I say that God is saying something tonight that He wants to Uluafemu e Colore Pada. There are things that the enemy has stolen from you. 
stolen from you, stolen from you in different areas at different times. I sense the Holy Spirit saying, I want to restore. And uh, Yorubas actually captured it very perfectly when they say, Ikolo, Okolo, Chibolwa Yokopada. I mean, the enemy took it away, but God's going to bring it back. And there are different things that the enemy has stolen from us, that are stolen from you. And I think it's high time we actually got sincere with God. And say, Lord, I know that the enemy has stolen a lot of things from me. He's stolen my confidence. He's stolen my peace of mind. He stole it. I know he stole it. I know at what point he stole it. I know at what point I fell and he stole it from me. But Lord, if you will return, if you will restore it to me, what I lost, then I will bless and worship you. And I think God is saying that to us in this season. In the name of Jesus. So, Niba Tolua Mui Kolo, Sio Nipada, Awada Bientin Lala, Niba No, Li Enuwa Kufeni, Ati Awa Kouni, Niba No, Niwa Wini Nwa Awa Keferi Kwe, Uluwa Shion Lafuwa. And uh, that's why I like this translation because if you look in the English, it tell you the nation say. But really, what's, what it means is that those who are not covenant with God, that have been laughing you to scorn, that watch your life and I watch you and say, His life has no meaning. Our life has no fruits. And they laugh you to scorn over the years. But I hear God saying that I'm going to do such an amazing thing in your life that it will not be only you that will know that something has shifted. That even the unbelievers who have mocked you will say, I, we see that God is doing something in this person's life. Amen. And it says, Olua I want him to me your your Okay, I'll read it in English language. Back up to verse 1 with me. Now we can use the screen. So when the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. I mean, there are some things that look so impossible that when they happen, you will say, this is a dream. This is a dream. This is a dream. And God said, that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm set to bringing you out of the land of the bondage of your forefathers. I'm going to bring you into a real, genuine deliverance. And when it happens, and it's so instructive to know that this is a scripture not written by Psalms, by David, but written by Ezra. Because of what God was doing as he brought the people out of exile. That they couldn't help themselves in. Because of the sins of their fathers. 
They were in a bondage for 70 years. And there was nobody who ever, they were ever going to go out. Except by divine release. There are some things that you cannot break out from except God releases you. We're praying this yesterday. That God will suffer. We'll send people who make a decree. Maybe government, maybe individuals. The Cyruses must come to us. And when they come to us, this is what they will do. They will bring us back into the place of our true fortune. So he says, our mouths were filled with laughter. That's what the Lord will do for us. Yes. And our tongues with songs of joy. Yes. Then it became an article of gossip among the unbelievers. The Lord has done great things for them. And you know, you know, you know that's a real deal. When unbelievers who have been mocking you and despising you and run you down. Say, we, one thing we can say, we cannot deny the fact that God has changed that woman's life. We don't like her. We have cast spell on him all his life. But one thing we can say clearly is this. And now when unbelievers begin to testify about that, you know, that's a serious issue. <laughs> Now the scripture says So We now say the Lord has done great things for us And we are filled with joy Restore our fortunes O Lord Like streams in the Negev Now you need to understand what God says here So restore our fortunes Another version says restore our fortunes like, like streams In the south You see there are different explanations for calamities and success in life. White people will tell you when things go bad, they say it has gone north. Is that right? When things go good, they say it has gone south. Now, this scripture is saying when the Lord restores you and returns your fortune, it will be clear that your life is no longer going north. A place of crisis. That your life is going south. A place of breakthrough. That's why it says, uh, like streams in the south. Like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Why do they sow in tears? Because at different times in the past, they have suffered attack on their product, on their work, on their farm. Their land had not produced. They had worked so hard, their land had not produced. They've lost harvest, many years of harvest. They've lost many years of toiling. Good fortunes had eluded them. Great things they have not been able to enjoy. They work really hard, but they've always suffered as casualties. And so there's only left for them a very small seed, and they're not even sure that this seed will germinate and bring for the harvest. And so as they go to sow the seed, they are unsure. They are weeping in their hearts. Their hearts are broken. Their hearts are, are sorrowful. They are open and saying, well, God, my life has been a life of misfortune all my life. And I've never made much out of all I've worked for. But I'm going to trust you all the same and put this small seed into the ground. In the hope that it will germinate and bring me a little bit of harvest. And I think that describes... 
where Satan has locked a lot of us in this season. But hear the word of the Lord. He says, so they go in, so in tears, but they will come back, they will reap with songs of joy. Amen. He says, they go weeping. As they go weeping, he said, they carry their seed to sow. That's what happens. They say, well, they're weeping their heart. Another job, I've always lost every job, I've always lost every business, I've always lost every money, I've always lost every opportunity. They say, this one, I have, I have an interview. Well, I hope it won't go the same way the others have gone. But Lord, I, I trust you. And as they go, sowing in tears, sowing in, in an act of heartbrokenness and deep frustration, when the scripture says this, it says, they will return. Amen. And I think that's what God is saying to us today. To say to you, you will return Amen. with songs of joy. Amen. And it says, when they return with songs of joy, they will carry harvest with them. So I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, just as the Holy Spirit has spoken to my heart, that even though you have been living a life of tears and sorrows, a life of disappointments and misfortune, I hear the Lord saying, in this day, in this time, in this season, you will no longer weep. Because this is the last seed you will sow, weeping. Going forward, you will sow in joy. And you will harvest in joy. Can we just say amen to that? Just receive that in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say, Father, I receive this in Jesus' name. Father, we receive this. Come and talk to God. I want you, this is an engaged meeting. I want you to engage God for yourself. That God will restore our fortune and turn around our misfortunes. Son of Africa, I know you have been going through misfortunes, mishaps, losses. In different manifestations. And you have been weeping. You have been weeping. You have been weeping. Every day brings you into another level of weeping. You get heartbroken. You get frustrated. You say, but God, I love you. I know you. I serve you. But God, why are things not working? Your son sits in the past. You work so hard. But it keeps breaking and it keeps not working. It keeps not working. It keeps breaking. It keeps not working. You've come to a conclusion and said, well, I think my life never works. I think nothing ever works in my life. So maybe I just live like that and I just, well, if I've lived like this for the last 20, 30 years, maybe that's my lot in life. I want to say to you, God is saying something and saying, I will restore your fortune. I will make your life go to the, in, the, in the direction of grace, of grace, grace and greatness. And I will help you. And I will help you. And I will help you. Can we engage God tonight? Say, Father, I receive help. I receive for that man, for that woman who has been heartbroken over many disasters and calamities in your life over the years. That's I will restore your fortune. And when it happens, would I be And people have said many times, Well, Lord, this is a good dream. Let me not wake up from this dream. And I believe that the Lord is saying that the things that He will do in our lives in this season, they will be like those that dream. And they will be so amazing and so powerful that the Lord will say, that people will say, God has done great things for that person. And so we are glad. In the name of Jesus.
So let's deal with the first season of what the Lord is saying to us tonight before, and before we get into intense praying. The book of Ezra chapter 2, and I'll read from, I'll, I want us to take it from back, and I'll just go to from verse 59. Because I want, to, I want us to spend some good time to pray as the Lord helps us tonight. I'll just skip some of the scriptures, some of the verses, because they, they, are, they are nice, important, okay, but they're not necessary for all we are dealing with tonight, and we have just so much time. In the book of Ezra chapter 2, God began to take the people further into what his plan for them was. And in verse 59, the scripture says, As they left from land of exile, the f- many people left, many families, multiple families left. The Bible says, the following families too came up from the towns of Tel, Mela, Tel, Asher, Kerub, Adon, and Ima. He said, but they, but they could not show that their families were descended from Israel. Please go on to verse 23. Go on to next verse, or to verse 63, please. So there's a problem here. It's bad enough that these people have been in bondage for 70 years. And now when Yahweh's release was, was, was proclaimed by Cyrus, the man that God prepared for them, even in that, they were disqualified. Why were they disqualified? Because their position of covenant was not clear. Now this person really, do these people, yeah, they've gone to slavery for 70 years, but do they really deserve to enter into the fortune and into the rest that God is bringing them into? Even their own brethren said, we can't guarantee that you deserve to go into the rest with us. Because your position in the covenant is shaky. Your position in the covenant is not clear. And if your position in the covenant is not clear, you can't partake of the blessing that is reserved only for covenanted people. And so the Bible says, the sentence of the liar, Tobiah, Nekoda, 652. Please, next verse. And from among the priests, Obiah, Akos, Basilai, a man who had been married, the daughter of Basilai the Gilead, and was called by that name. Not important. The Bible says all those people, their names, they searched for their family records. But they could not find them. And so they were excluded. Now, there are some things that are ruthless about life. That the fact that you have been enslaved for 70 years does not mean that when the release comes, if you're not in the covenant, you qualify to enjoy the fortune. So they were excluded. And the governor ordered them not to eat of any of the most sacred food. That means you cannot partake of the blessing of the covenant. And you know, God is all about covenant. The, 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 the blessing of Israel was built, predicated on the covenant. God will say things like, I'm, going to, I'm giving you the land, not because you are righteous, not because you know, not because you have power, but because, number one, of the wickedness of the, of the nations. So I'm going to make you a replacement generation. I mean, many of you might have been hearing me say this, we are going to be a replacement generation. The reason is because every time God looks into the earth and he sees the unbelievers, he is always desirous of taking their possession away from them and give it to his covenant children. That's what God does. That's basically how God operates. So if you know how to hold the covenant, all you need to do is hold the covenant that you have with God and stay in line. There is going to be a nation that will lose their land to you. There is going to be a people that will lose their industry to you. All, see, 
God is not calling you to a life of stress. God is only calling you to a life of covenant. He says, I will take the position of those people and I will give it to you. He says, they are stronger than you. They are mightier. They are richer. They are well, better lettered. But I will take their land and give it to you. Because you are in covenant with me and they are not. Because you love me and they don't love me. So by because, because of the wickedness of their heart, I will take their land and I will give it to you. So I want you to get ready for possession. Amen. Amen. I cannot hear somebody. somebody. I say I want to get ready for possession. Amen. And stop thinking about what you don't have. What you need is covenant. So the Bible says, the governor ordered them not to eat of any of the most sacred food until there was a priest ministering with the women and children. Why were they? They needed a prophetic word from the Lord to show whether these people are not really bastards, whether they are really covenanted to God, or they are just trying to be mixed multitudes who are trying to firm covenant. And the only way they can know that is, don't forget they have been in seven years, 70 years of generations. History has been, oh, many people have come and died. Nobody even knows who qualifies anymore. But, with the word of the Holy Spirit, that they reveal, as it reveals to them, then they look and say, well, this one, they're in covenant. This one, they're not in covenant. Next verse. Alright, let's leave that. Jump to verse 66. I'm saying this because I want to lead, I want to, I want to first of all make the first call tonight. 66. Bible said they had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and uh, we can, okay. But I'll probably read that later. Amen. But let's deal with the first of the issue of the covenant. Now, there are, it's possible that you are trying to come out of your exile and out of your bondage into a new life in anticipation, but you lack covenant. If you are here tonight, you do not have a covenant with God of heaven. I want to help you. I want to ask you to ask Jesus to come into your heart tonight. Why? Because the Bible says, these people, they sag and did not find their names in the book. There's something the Bible calls about the book of life. It says the book of life, and I, I probably, let's, let's, look, let's look at that because I need to build this. So I can begin to lead you to pray. Prayer of salvation. The book of Revelation, sorry, the book of Philippians 4.3. Philippians 4.3. Philippians 4.3. Please give it to me. Philippians 4.3. And Paul says, says, yes, and I ask you, loyal for your fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. It becomes important for your name to be in the book of life before you can say to enjoy the blessing of the covenant. It's very important. And many times we gloss over it in church because we are too busy trying to, source, trying to fix people's problems. It's fundamental that your name be found in the scroll. Because if you are not, you will be excluded from the fortune. And the book of Revelations again says it. Same thing. 20 verse 15. And when I, when I, I relate this word, so we use the word of God to bring us into accuracy of God. Verse 15 of 20. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, it was thrown into the lake of fire. That means there's exclusion. There's going to be exclusion. You're going to be excluded. I say this to anyone here listening to me who does not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, who has not come into a place of accepting him as Lord and cutting a covenant of repentance with him. You can't go far in this journey. You need to make amends tonight. You need to be sure 
that your name is found in the book of life. You need to give your life to Jesus. You need to cut the covenant with Jesus. Now, what about if your life is straight away from him? Paul says, can we live in sin and expect grace to abound? They say, God forbid. So I want to bring you that, first of all, invite you to have your name written in the book of life, in the name of Jesus. And this book of life, according to Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Look at it. 13, 8. Revelation 13, 8. It says, All the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All those names have not been written in the book of life that belongs to the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. So it is Jesus' book. And if he must bless you, your name must be in this book. And so, anybody who wants to make amends and find himself in covenant with Jesus, I want you to come forward tonight. I want to first of all pray with you. That's why I told them to clear this place. I want to pray with you. Very important. Very important. It's priority. Covenant is priority. And we can talk about restoring fortunes all we want. If your name is not in the book, you'll be excluded from the blessing of the covenant. So if that is there anybody here tonight, you know you do not know Jesus, Lord and Savior. You've probably been in church all your life and you didn't know the difference. As far as you're concerned, church is just one of those things that we do and where we just get a blessing from God. But you really don't know that the blessing we get from God is not by reason of our hard work. It's by reason of our covenant positioning. It is covenant that positions us. That's why none of us can boast about whatever it is we have. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you drive. I don't care who you, where you live. The moment you begin to boast about what you have, God didn't give it to you. The thing that God gives you, you can't boast about them because they are given in covenant. Anybody here tonight? I'm just under the instruction of the Holy Spirit. If nobody comes forward, I will move on. But I believe I heard from the voice of the Lord saying, help someone who is far from the covenant to come into covenant tonight. If you are that person, come forward. Let me pray with you. Or if you are watching online, just take a step of faith. Just step forward from where you are. <laughs> as a mark of commitment to commit your heart to Christ. And I will pray with you tonight. And then we will go forward. Anybody? Men, women, young and old? Holy Spirit, here we are. We need your help. Thank you, Father. If you're that person, you can still come forward. For those of you who say, well, I'm in, I'm in covenant, but I think my life has strayed away from the Lord. I think God is saying, you need to talk to him and say, Father, bring me back into the blessing of the covenant. I've strayed. I repent. Do not remove my name from the book. Do not remove my name from the book. And do not remove me from the point of my usefulness in your house. And sometimes, because we stray away from the law, from the glory of God, we lose our gifting. If you're that person, you can ask the Lord tonight and say, Father, restore my lost glory, my lost gifts. Because these gifts are given to us by covenant. And when we, when, we, when we begin to stray away from God and from the covenant that we have with Christ, we begin to lose the efficacy of our giftings. If you used to know how to pray, you begin to lose it. If you knew how to, how to walk with God, you begin to lose it. So I want us to pray tonight that God will bring us, that God will restore us. Whoever we may be tonight, why don't you ask God to restore you? you say, Father, restore me. And I think the Holy Spirit is speaking to us tonight. I know how I, I know how from God. The Bible says when you hear the voice of the Lord tonight, do not harden your heart. So if there's anybody here who wants to renew, 
is covenant with the Lord. Why just come forward? Let me pray with you. Let's pray with you. It's very important. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You understand that. You're going into a fortune. Your name is not in the covenant. Your name is not in the book. You're, ex- you're going to be excluded. They are going to say to you, you can't partake of this. Something the spirit will say to you, this one does not qualify. Yeah, I know he suffered 70 years. I know he's been in slavery for that, that long, but he's not in covenant. And when it comes to the point of sharing of the blessing of the covenant, they'll say, let him be excluded. He cannot, he cannot partake of the food of covenant. He can't. Because God will not give the food of the children to the dogs. And that's what Satan does. Satan, sin makes us into dogs. We can't come before God and we can't sit at the table. We can't sit at the, at the banqueting table and feast with God because of sin. Guys, just go on your knees and, and pray. Just talk to God yourself. So if you feel that you need to reconnect yourself, you feel that you have strayed from the Lord in any way and you want to reconnect with the covenant, let's pray with you tonight. Father, help us. Let's pray for these our brethren people and just ask that God will restore them. You know, when we talk about restoration, the first thing God must restore to you is the joy of your salvation. David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. If you know you're not in right standing with God, come forward. Let's pray together in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Guys, talk to God and say, I rededicate my life to you. I say, Father, I rededicate my life to you. Lord, I rededicate myself to you. Do not exclude me, Lord, from the blessing that is coming upon your people. Lord, do not exclude me. Do not exclude me. I've suffered. Lord, do not exclude me. Do not pass me by. Help me. Father. Father. Don't let these people be excluded from the blessing of the covenant. Father, do not exclude them, Lord, from the blessing of the covenant. Do not exclude them, Lord. Father, let their name be found in the book of life. Of the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. Let their names be found. Let your blood write their names. Write their names in your book by your blood. Lord Almighty, release them from judgment of sin. Release them from the guilt of sin. If you are here tonight, you feel this is talking about you. We're going to come for let's pray together. A raw foundation must be laid, and it must be laid in covenant. So that we don't allow the enemy to exclude us. When the scroll is being written, is being read, may our names not be excluded. When they are submitting files in heaven and saying, These are the people who have come out of the exile, they must be blessed. May our names not be missing. We, need, we must be sure that our names are on the roll. We must be sure that our names are in the covenant. So, Father, I pray for this man. Lord, receive them. Receive their heart. Receive their soul. Receive their spirit. Renew a right spirit within them. Take not your Holy Spirit from them. 
take not your Holy Spirit from them. And in any way, whatever they have done, Father God, that has made them go far away from you. That's excluded them from the blessing of the covenant. Father, cleanse them. Forgive them. Renew them. Help them. Help them. Lord Almighty, if they do not know you, Father, we pray that you reveal yourself to them as the one who paid the price for their redemption. As the one who has brought them back from Satan and from sin. Today, Father God Almighty, I stand in today as a midwife and I midwife them back into your kingdom where they truly belong. Have mercy on them, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Write their names in the book of life. Qualify them for the blessing. Qualify them for the restoration. Qualify them for the fortune. Qualify them by your spirit. In the name of Jesus. 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 Amen. Please go back to your seat. The book of Ezra chapter 2 from verse 1. The book of Ezra chapter 2 from verse 1. Bible says in verse 1 and 2. Now these are the people. How many of you know that when God called the house of Judah and God put them into house of Judah and house of Israel. He called them two kingdoms. Amen. They were a kingdom. They were being ruled by king. David and his children and his children's children. They were a kingdom. A kingdom means a place that has weight. A place that has influence. A kingdom is a place that has its own authority that is, that is authorized to move and make things happen. But when the exile came, when the enemy came and took them away into the land of captive in Babylon, something changed. The scripture says, now, these are the people of the province who came up from the captivity of the exiles. Now, they have been decimated from being kingdom to being an ordinary province. Now, that's what the devil does. He takes your authority, takes your influence, takes your significance and reduces you to a piece of bread. That's why God will restore your fortune from the exile. I'll say that again. When God made them, God made them a kingdom. He said, David, your children shall sit on, the, on your kingdom, on your throne forever. But when Satan came in and stole from them, they became an ordinary province. A people that can be run over anyhow. Now that describes what Satan has reduced your life to. I want to pray for the first set of people tonight. If you feel that your life has lost significance and you have been reduced to a piece of bread, I know this is very, very emotional. This is very serious. And I don't expect anybody to come forward. But you see, this is a very strong meeting and we are hearing from the Lord and I'm speaking as the Lord speaks to me. You used to be a kingdom. You used to be a man of authority, a man of influence, valor, and greatness. But as at the last time you're looking, the enemy has reduced you to a province. It's taking your authority, it's taking your strength, it's taking your capacity to produce. The Bible says, so who came up, these people came up from the captivity of the exiles. 
whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, are taken captive to Babylon. They return to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town. Verse 2. And Baal mentioned the name in company of Jerubabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, all these big, big names. And these are the list of the names of the men. But that's not where we are going. Amen. Look at verse 66 with me. Verse 66. Verse 66 to verse 70. And then I'll get us to pray. Are you here with me tonight? Are you here with me tonight? Don't ever forget it. If you know that the enemy has reduced you from a woman of authority and influence to a piece of bread. You know the enemy has reduced you. He has stolen your authority and your capacity. You used to be great and massive and mighty. You commanded respect. When you spoke, it carried weight. But right now you know, you feel in yourself that you have become like a piece of paper and your word carried no weight anymore. The enemy has reduced you. God must restore you. And the Bible says, by the time God restored them, they had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, 6,720 cars. Well, that's what a donkey is. It was a means of transportation. God is bringing these guys out with silver, with gold, and with resources. Now God is restoring their fortune. He's bringing their life south. He's bringing their life into prosperity again. A slave people have become owners now of resources. I do believe tonight that this is what God wants to do with your life. The Bible says, and when they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the families gave free will offerings towards the rebuilding of the house of God on his side. Now they can give. There are many of you who are saying, God, I want to bless your work, but I lack money. God, you see my heart. I am sold out to serving you. But Lord, I have no capacity. I do believe that this meeting, God is going to restore your fortune. The Bible says they came out of that exile with resources and they are able to have personal possessions including 6,700 donkeys, mules, livestock. The Bible says and they gave. You see, you can't give what you don't have. That's what you need to have. That's why God must restore your fortune. I can't hear an amen. Somebody here. That's what you will have. The focus of this meeting is that God will break the yoke of lack over your life and put into your hand resources that you will have. I can't hear an amen. You are too quiet for me. God's intention for freeing you from the land of the bondage of your forefathers is to bring you into fortune. To bring you to have. And you will have. If God did not want you to have, He won't set up this meeting. It's a clear indication that God wants you to have. He wants you to break the yoke from off your life. In Bible says, because they had, so according to their ability, now they have ability. I thought they were slaves. I thought they were boy boy. I thought they had nothing. But now they have. Now they have ability. I want to pray for you that God will give you economic ability. Yeah. Bible says, according to the ability they give to the treasury for this work. 61,000 drachmas of gold, 5,000 manas of silver, 100 priestly garments, verse 70. The priests, the Levites, the singers, gatekeepers, and temples settled in their own towns, along with some of the other people. And the rest of the Israelites settled in their own town. For the next 30 minutes, I want to lead you to pray these dimensions. Number one, Lord, whatever the enemy has used to reduce me to a nobody, change it now. I want to lift your voice and pray. See, if you are going to be sincere with yourself, you will know. See, many times, 
You know, we allow ourselves to be deceived by the world. You know you are losing ground. You know you are losing steam. You know you are losing capacity. Everybody sees it. But you are denying and saying, no, it is not true. You see, we don't deny that the enemy has stolen from us. But one thing we emphasize and affirm is that God is going to restore us. And so if there's anybody here that you know that Satan has taken your kingdom, the authority you used to have with men, or the authority you used to have in the spirit, sometime before, when you prayed, when you decreed things, it happened. You had authority, you had influence in the realm of the spirit. But now, even if you pray, nothing changes, nothing happens. You're not even sure anything changes. You've lost your kingdom. But God wants to restore you. As simple as this looks, it is what determines how far you go in this new season that God is bringing up our lives. If you are that man who has lost your kingdom, if you are that woman who has lost your territory to the enemy, in any way, your financial territory, your territory as a woman of power, of prayer, as a woman of influence, and there's some of you that if you, are, you have even gotten so bad that even your children don't respect you when you speak anymore. You're just, you're just mummy. You have no weight. You've lost your kingdom. You've lost your influence. You've lost your authority. And some of you, you are fathers. You have to shout two times for your son to obey you or your, or your daughter to obey you because you've lost your authority. The enemy has taken something from you Sometimes he attacks, he has attacked your mind, he has attacked your finances, he has attacked your wealth, he has attacked your wellness, he has attacked your spiritual life. And you are you have lost ground, you have lost you have lost ground. And you're just walking on the surface, you're just living. You're not even sure anymore now. If they say, Who are you? You're not even sure who you are anymore. You you can't clearly beat your chest and say, This is who I am, I have capacity, this is who I am, this is what I can do. Yet the world expects so much from you. They expect you to be a great woman. But you know you have been reduced to a cat from a lion. In any way, Satan has taken your roar, your capacity to roar, you know, as a king of the jungle, I mean, you have the lion king. You used to be the lion king. When you speak, when you spoke back in the days, everyone listened. When you roared in the jungle, everyone heard. And that's a way that the enemy can deceive us into thinking, not knowing that we have lost our kingdom, our influence, our authority. I want you to pray for yourself. Say, Father, the enemy has reduced me from a kingdom to a province. I take my kingdom back. I want you to pray. I don't know how to lead you to pray this prayer. I don't know. I don't know your worth. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your capacity. I don't know who you used to be. I don't know who you were 30 years ago before I met you or 20 years before I met you. I don't know who are among your mates. How they used to hail you and respect you and respond and honor you, but now you've lost that because the enemy has stolen from you and reduced your kingdom to a province. But the beautiful thing about it is that God is bringing you back to the kingdom. God is restoring your kingdom. So I want you to make a demand on, on heaven. And say, Father, restore my kingdom. Restore my weight. Restore my glory. I want you to pray that tonight. And say, Father, restore my kingdom. Restore my weight. Restore my weight. Restore my kingdom. Restore my weight. 
Restore my kingdom. Restore my weights. Restore. Restore. Restore my kingdom. Restore my weight. Restore my kingdom. Just talk to God and say, Father, restore my kingdom. Oh, when the kingdom comes back to you, you will know. And I believe that God is bringing your kingdom back to you. So that you can roar again like the king that you used to be. A king of the jungle. That God will give you your roar back. That God will give you your roar back. That God will give you your roar back. That you will roar and every beast in the field will tremble. That you will roar in your industry and everyone will listen. That you will roar in your family and everyone will pay attention. That one more time you will find your voice. One to pray and say, Father, give me back my voice. My voice that exile has stolen. My voice that Nigerian economy has stolen. Some of you have lost your job, you have lost your money, network, your financial network. And so you have been decapitated. Your life is shrinking. Your capacity is shrinking. And you can see it. And you can see it. And you can see it. I want you to ask the Father, give me my kingdom back. Give my, I used to be a king. Father, give my kingdom back. Give me my kingdom back. Lord Almighty, I want you to wrestle in prayer tonight. I don't want you to take it with kids' glove. I want you to wrestle in prayer tonight and say, Father, give me my kingdom back. You, you are designed to be a king. You are designed by God to be a king. Father, you designed when you spoke to me. Lord Almighty, all, all, 30 years ago, about what you called me to be, you said, I will roar in the earth. That's what you said to me. Father, everything that the enemy has put in my way to reduce me to a piece of paper, to reduce me to just a name, to reduce me to a byword, to reduce me to just somebody. Father, I revoke it tonight. Father, I stand again tonight. Restore my fortune. Restore my roar. Restore my fire. Restore my influence. When you were in school, when you spoke, everybody copied from you. During exams, they cheat into your book because you had all the answers. Growing up as a young woman, you are the one that everybody came to for counsel. But looks like everybody has gapped you now and everybody has gone far and looks like they look at you and say, how have you fallen from your high lofty place? Why don't you pray and say, this is the work of the enemy. Father, give me my kingdom back. Give me my kingdom back. There is a way you can begin to say, well, it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Your capacity that God ordained you to have must function. Father, I want to function in that. Give me my kingdom back. Just talk to God and say, Father God, give me my kingdom back. Lord, give me my kingdom back. Like streams in the south, restore my fortune. Like streams in the south, restore my fortune. Like streams in the south, restore my fortune. Give me my kingdom back. And when your kingdom comes back, friend, you will know it. When you say a word, thousands will publish it. Oh, you will be like God again. When you decree, a thing shall be established. When you make a word of prayer, it will be answered. When you say an instruction, it will be obeyed. When you give a decree, it can never be changed. All these are signs that your kingdom is back. And I want you to watch out for your kingdom. Because you are a kingdom. You are a kingdom. And you are a kingdom. You are a priest. God says, I have made them a kingdom and a priest. I know the enemy has stolen from you. He's stolen your language. 
It's stolen your money, stolen your job, stolen your business, stolen your health, stolen your mind, stolen your degree. It's stolen your, your everything that you've worked for. It's stolen it. But now we refuse to be called to be taken by a province. We take our kingdom back. I want you to pray to God tonight and say, Father, change my life, restore my fortune. Restore my fortune. You have said in your word, I'll make kingdom. That's what God made us, friends. We are a kingdom. There is no excuse for us not to be kingdom. Not to have the influence. Not to have the authority. Not to have the glory. Not to have the weight. In your industry, you must be first. You must be above and not beneath. In your industry, you must determine the direction. I tell people, I want to determine the direction for ministry. Whatever it is I do, people must copy me. I must be, that's why foundational to this church is a pioneering spirit. Everything we do, people copy us. They must copy us. We are the king. We are the king. People must copy, copy my life. They must copy, copy my children. They must copy my ministry. They must copy my lifestyle. They must copy the things I say. They must copy me. I am the king over my brethren. I want you to take your kingdom back, people. I want you to take your kingdom and say, Father, I take my kingdom. I take my kingdom back. Whatever sector you are in, your world will rule. Your world will provide direction for everybody else. Whatever it is you say, if you decide on a design, that's what everybody will copy. We were building this place 10 years ago. The moment we built it, everybody started copying the design. Oh yes, we are kings in this land. I want you to take your kingdom and say, Father, in those days when I spoke, everybody listened. Father, I take it back. Lord Almighty, when I said something, in those days, everyone did it in my family. When I stand to talk, everyone listen. Father, what has happened? Restore my fortune. I want you to fight in prayer tonight and say, Father, restore my fortune like streams in the south. Restore my fortune like streams in the south. Restore my fortune. Da ikolomik pada. Oluwa da ikolomik pada. Without which the enemy has stolen from me, Father, return it. Restore it. Bring it back to me. My fame, many of you have lost fame. You used to be famous. You used to be famous and influential. Everybody used to hear about you and celebrate you. And they always made a prayer and said, let me be like him. Let me be like her. But now you think you're losing that. Nobody even reckons with you anymore. You have become a byword. The Lord will restore your fortune. Oluwa, ko ikolo mikpada. I'm going to pray tonight. Among your peers, you used to set the pace. You used to set the pace. Your friends thought you were illegitimate. Everybody thought you were out of this world. But you've lost that. The enemy has stolen from you. It's time to have it back. I want you to pray and say, Father, God, give me my kingdom back. Father, I take my authority back, my influence back. I take back my fame. I take back my beauty. I take back my glory. Say to you what's happening to you. You are losing shape. You are losing your shape. You are losing your beauty. You used to be the most beautiful among us when we were in school. What has happened? They took your kingdom. The enemy took your kingdom. Take it back. Restore my fortune. 
Lord, restore my fortune. Restore my fortune. Friend, it's a very serious issue. We need to take our kingdom back because we must roar in the earth. I will take my kingdom back because I must roar in the earth. I must find my roar again. I must find my voice in this nation. I must find my voice in the earth. I must find my voice in my industry. I must roar. I must roar. I will roar. I will roar. I will roar. Come and lift your voice and say, Father, give me my roar back. There is a way you've gone through so much damage and so much pain and so much trouble and so much lack that you lose your kingdom. And I begin to say, maybe it's okay. It's not okay. It's the enemy trying to enslave you. Don't give him room. Now God has released the word of release. He says, Cyrus released them. Cyrus let them go. Cyrus blessed them. We take it. We take our release. We take our kingdom back. We take our resources back. Want to lift your voice and pray this prayer. Pray for yourself. Something has to shift. Something has to shift. I sense in my spirit that God is giving my kingdom back. Oh yes, I will roar again in this land. And all the animals and the beasts will bow before me. I will roar. I will roar. I will roar. Father, give me my bite back. Give me my back back. Give me my roar back. Give me back, give me back my voice. Many of you have, have, are losing your voice. You are afraid to talk. You feel intimidated. You feel less than a human being. You feel less than you feel less than less than a man. You have been robbed of your malehood. You have been robbed of your self-confidence. You are scared. When they say come and talk, you are scared. When they say come and you are scared. So you find that you are scared. You used to you used to be very bold. Now you are very reticent because you feel there's so much that's missing and so much that's lacking. And how can I show up? What have I got to show for it? From today onwards, I declare. You will have something to show for it. The Lord will renew and restore your energy. The Lord will restore. I have this word in my spirit. That's why I read that scripture in Yoruba language. I declare by the word of the Lord that the Lord will restore your fortune like streams. It will flow back into your life. Streams of income. Streams of influence, streams of reckoning, streams of authority, of capacity, streams. People will even begin to follow you. They will follow you, literally, even on Twitter. They will follow you. They will say, we want to follow you. Oh, yes. I know what I'm talking about. I was praying for this meeting and I flipped online and I saw somebody saying, do you have a church in Abuja? began to follow me on Twitter and began to say, do you have a church in Abuja? Do you have a church? And I had to reply and say, well, not yet. Not yet. I went to me and say, Father, let my voice be heard. Let men follow me. Let men follow me. Let men follow me. A lady came to church on Sunday. He said to my wife, he said, I walk in a very, in a, in a, in a, very, in a, in a, in a big church in this city. He said, but I've been following you. Um, and, and I followed you online and I went to check your online and then you refer me to your website and I went to your website and I started to have a program for 14 days that's why I left my church and my office I came just to see you because I want to follow you I want you to pray I know what I'm talking about people I want you to pray and say Father give me my voice back I, I can hear God saying Capstone I'm giving your voice back I'm giving your kingdom back I'm giving your authority back I'm giving your anointing back I'm giving your power back. Men will follow you. Women will follow you. They will look for you. 
they will say speak into my life speak into my life speak into my life father i take my kingdom come on talk come on talk to god and say father i take my kingdom back in my industry among my peers they will follow me among my mates they will follow me among my mates they will follow me lord almighty today i remove myself from being an ordinary province to be the kingdom you designed for me to be a kingdom a kingdom and a priest a kingdom and a priest for your word says he has made me a kingdom and a priest a kingdom that's who i am a kingdom that's who i am so father all that the enemy has done to steal my kingdom from me i take it back take your job back take your health back take your marriage back take your wife back come on take your sons back take your work back take your ministry back take your prayer back take your worship back take your influence back talk to god tonight restore my fortune that's all we are doing tonight lord restore my fortune i used to be a man of fortune i used to be a woman of respect but father god the enemy has stolen from me lord give it back to me you have spoken you said i saw in tears but i will come out with joy carrying my shifts with me he said you will restore my fortune like the streams so father i command streams streams of income if you are here you have lost your financial muscle command the streams to begin to flow into your life right now lift your voice and say father i command the streams of the south i command the streams from the south the streams from the south and i know this is a bad this nation has attacked your finances You've lost your businesses. You've lost the house. You've lost business opportunities. Some of you have even lost your jobs. You're losing money on some deals. People have swindled you. They were sent by the enemy to reduce you to a province. But take your kingdom back. Take your influence back. Take your authority back. Say, Satan, I forbid you. Come on. Tell the devil, I forbid you. I forbid you. I forbid you to take my to take my kingdom. You can't take my job. You can't take my finances. You can't take my peace of mind. You can't take my career. You can't take my well-being. You can't take my husband. You can't take my wife. You can't take my sons. You can't take my daughter. You can't take my influence. I take my influence back. When I speak, men will listen. When I talk, people will reckon with me. When I do a thing, people will copy me. I declare today I stand on the earth as king in this nation. I stand as king in my industry. I stand as a man of influence, a man of reckoning. People will look up to me. People will stream to me. People will follow me. People will accompany me. People will look out for me. People will follow me. People will stream to me. Come on, lift your voice and declare. Your warfare. Where I have lost ground, I will gain ground. Many of you have lost ground. You have lost years. You will gain it. I said you will gain ground. The Lord will enlarge your course. Come on, lift your voice. Say, Father, I take my kingdom back. I take my kingdom back. I can't hear prayer tonight. I take my kingdom back. Forget about what people think you are. You know you have lost your kingdom. You know you're not who you used to be. You know you're not what you want to be. Father, I take my kingdom back. Men will listen to me. My children. My spouse. My friends. Everybody will give me weight. My one will carry weight. The Bible says concerning Samuel. 
every word he spoke none fell to the ground the way you know you are a man of authority is when you speak everybody listens the way you know you have lost authority is when you speak when your children deny they, 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 they despise you but the bible says a poor man speaks and no one listens to him i want you to take your wealth back take your strength back take your kingdom back take your influence back take your glory back take your glory back take your glory back that's the glory that god gave you from the foundation of the world among your mates you are supposed to shine as light you carry the covenant you carry the covenant you're a good man you're a good woman you must wield influence speak to god and say father i will influence i enter my kingdom i take my weight back talk to god talk to god i can't even stop you i can't even stop you from talking to god i can't even stop you from talking to god this is a matter of life and death when you lose your kingdom you become a province when you lose your kingdom you become a province it's like somebody it's like somebody equating the president of a nation to the chairman of local government you don't even know the your local government talk less of the chairman of local government but you know the president of this nation that's to show you the difference between the local government chairman and the president or king of a nation God designed for you you are a king you are a president you know sometimes the enemy tells you you are, not, you are nobody you are not a nobody you are blood bought the blood of Jesus the precious blood was bought was shed for you so that your name can be included in the power of the kingdom you must not, you must not be excluded you are not a bastard to the covenant you are a friend to the covenant you are a son of the covenant you are a daughter of Abraham you are a son of Abraham and I believe God is bringing us to this season so that we can take our kingdom back you will be amazed at the things that you begin to hear about yourself they will begin to reward you they will begin to refer you they will begin to make reference to you they will begin to put you forth for awards put you forth for promotion put you forth for recording you will begin to stand before great men you'll be amazed they'll say we have heard about you we saw you online i want to say to you god is doing it god is doing it that's a young person i know does not have any experience does not know anything they are saying we saw you online come and do this for us at a major agm conference of big banks of being conglomerates and say to myself, this person doesn't have any experience. But when your kingdom begins to when you begin to reign your kingdom, they will pay you in advance. They will say, You they are paying these young people in advance. They say, Give us your invoice, we will pay to your account. That is a sign that your kingdom has come. I want you to pray and say, Father, let my kingdom come. Let my kingdom begin. I want you to pray yourself back into your kingdom. You say, Father, let men look for me. Let them refer to me. Oh yes, I declare here, you will buy that land, you will buy those automobiles, you will build that house, you will start that business, you will make that money, you will get that job, you will get a promotion, you, 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 you will win that award, you will win that thing before the tenders board, you will win it. 
The Lord will go out with your host. The Lord will go, come on, church. The Lord will go out with your host. The Lord will go out with your host. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will position you. Your kingdom has come. My kingdom has come. Declare, Lord, my kingdom come. My kingdom come. You know, many times we are too we are too pious about it. We say, let your kingdom come. What about your kingdom? You are a king in the earth. Father, my kingdom comes now. My kingdom comes now. My kingdom comes now. Over the earth. My kingdom comes now. My kingdom comes now. Yeah. You can't you can't struggle with God's kingdom. God's kingdom is going to advance. You, you don't have a choice in that. What about your kingdom? He says, I made you my image, my likeness. To rule in the earth. You are my king on the earth. Father, I take my kingdom. There are things that you are wired to do that nobody can do. You must not fail in doing it. Take your kingdom back. Say, Father, I take my kingdom back. Lift your voice and say, Father. Surprises will be good. Get ready for surprises. The Bible says, the people will say, God has done great things for them, care. God has done great things for them, care. God, unbelievers. Keferis will say, Maybe it's not only. I want Keferi solar now. Only what is your love for Keferi? 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 That's what the Bible says. Bible is so clear about it. I want Keferi. Most of people, only what she will have for That means unbelievers will testify and say, The thing that we are seeing in this woman's life is amazing. Father, we receive it. Come on, receive your kingdom. Receive your kingdom. Say, Father, I receive my kingdom. I receive my kingdom. Only a king can build. Only a king can build. That's a building project to give to. You must be a king in finance to be able to support it. Your kingdom has to come. Your financial kingdom has to come. God must join the resources to your faith and to your covenant. Father, I take my kingdom back. 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 Many of you never knew what it means to be great. This is the day of your greatness. You will be great. You will be great. You will be celebrated. You have been celebrating men. You will be celebrated. People will celebrate you. They will say you are a great man. You are a great woman. What is your secret? They want to copy you. Aha, that's a sign that your kingdom has come. We want to follow you. That's a sign. Your kingdom has come. We want to be like you. The greatest honor people can do to you is to imitate you. The greatest honor, the greatest commendation people can give to you is to say, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Father, we declare in this season, men want to be like us. Talk like us. Dress like us. Act like us. Look like us. Be like us. Father, we declare these are the days of our kingdom. Do we want to be like me? Talk like me? Dress like me? Preach like me? Pray like me? Look like me? Live where I live? Eat what I eat? Do what I do? Because I am a king in the earth. Let your kingdom reign in my life. Rule, 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 rule through me, rule through me.
Come on, break your kingdom. Break your kingdom tonight. Break your kingdom tonight. Rule through me. Man will smell like me. Look like me. Think like me. Talk like me. Dress like me. Wanna be where I am. Wanna be my friend? Look for me. Follow me. Either on Twitter, on Facebook, on internet. Follow me literally. You will follow me. Gentiles will say, You see that man is a blessed man. We want to be like him. They will stream to me. They will stream to me. They will say, Let's go to the God of talks. Let us go to the God of talks. He will teach us his way. Let us go to the God of talks. Talks will teach us his way. What is the secret behind Tox's victory? What is the secret behind Tox's victory? Let's go find out. I will lead them. I will lead them. In the name of Jesus. I release those cards. The Bible says that I want us to declare that over you before I close. I'll leave you in one more minute. Bible says, I mean, this is it. When God restored their fortune, these people went from captivity, stripped, stripped of everything. They now return from the captivity, abounding in the most substantial riches. The Bible, the Bible described it. They had horses. Horses. That's what kings write. <laughs> oh, God is about to turn your fortune around. Yeah. From a slave to a king. Yeah. They had horses. They had mules. They had camels. You know what camels do? Camels are those strong.